Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, giving me the activities of my limbs. And I also want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm going to need you to call in because today is one of those days. Well, today is May the 17th. And as many of you may not even be aware, the month of March is Now, with that being said, I have a very interesting topic that I want to talk about today, and the topic has to do with meditation. Now, many of us are dealing with a lot of stressors. We're dealing with a lot of different things. You know, today I was like that DMX, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here especially with all the stuff that we are going through. Now, stress and anxiety basically appears to be at an all-time high. And I know that being a licensed marriage and family therapist, I get a lot of phone calls regarding individuals that are dealing with issues with their children, dealing with work-related issues, as well as dealing with just daily stress. You know, I'm looking at what's going on in the world with the bombing. We still got COVID out there. It's like, are we going to open schools, close schools? Do we wear a mask? We don't wear a mask. It's just one of those days where you just want to go just, oosah. I mean, oosah. So with that being said, and not to say that many of us, we also live demanding lives and have busy schedules. I'm open up this little thing. I've been Facebook shopping. I don't know why. I feel like every time I talk about something, Facebook want to send me something. And I just been on, you know, when my mother was alive, she used to always shop for my auntie. They would be laying in the bed, ordering stuff on TV. But some reason, these phones be listening to everything that I say, and they be sending me all these little gadgets and gadgets, and I've been ordering stuff. Like, I'm just going crazy. I bought a couch for $19.99. And I'm like, really? Really, Jeanette? Now, I can tell I got a little background thing. It came with poles and all of that. Lord, I didn't know how the hell to put poles up. So what I did, I just take it to the wall. So if it fall down doing the show, it just fall down. Because I'm not going to drive myself crazy over that. So when we start talking about some of the things that we do, things that's going on, I want to share some information with you, the listeners, as it relates to meditation, common earth of now get through this. We don't want to have no stroke. We don't want to have no heart attack. We don't want to wind up, I tell like my co-therapist used to say, I ain't got no bail money, so I don't want to wind up in jail. So sometimes we got to learn to take a break. Now, meditation is an ancient tradition, and it is practiced all over the world. And I find it that it is needed more now than ever. Like I said, I, I show had to take some usas today, some some deep breathing today. I'm gonna share this morning. The lady that lives with me, all of a sudden, I'm in a in my room, ready to see clients. This morning, I hear something go boom. I'm like, Lord, what did she break? What? I hope she didn't break nothing. That was well, yeah, Reggie. I, I 1999. I ordered a couch. It's a sofa bed. <laughs> I don't know where the hell it's coming from, but I ordered it. You know, I ordered all kinds of little gadgets and gadgets and, and sit-up benches. And I got a whole living room now full of boxes I haven't even opened because I'm constantly just ordering stuff that Facebook sends me in their advertisement. 
But getting back to what I was saying is, I heard the boom, her just glass just shattered. Now, thank God I didn't run out with no shoes on my feet because I would have stepped on some glass. But I had to just sit there and just breathe. <laughs> and she was like, I was getting up because I knew she was running late for work. I knew she had things she had to do. Her rush, and she, I don't know what she ran into, but whatever she ran into, it was just, it just, just broke glass all over the floor. So when we start talking about these things and talking about ways of calming ourselves down, reducing our stress, and improving our mental health, meditation can help with that. It can also create a sense of calmness and inner harmony. We need to be in harmony with ourselves because if not, we could just drive ourselves crazy. Now, there are several different types of meditation. I see, Reggie, you said you had to have a usa. So if you call in, call in because, you know, because, you know, you've been getting on my nerves too. I have to have a I got to start meditating sometimes. So when we start talking about that, we also, like I said, when I was putting the show together, I found out that there are several different types of meditation. And as I'm sharing some of this information with you, the listeners out there, I want you to find the right type for you. I'm going to be discussing the benefits. I'm also going to be assisting individuals and gaining a better understanding of the practice because I, there you go. Did I tell you it was going to fall? I knew it was going to fall. I knew it. Who saw? I thought I had a bright idea by using tape. At least I didn't use no Gorilla Glue because I didn't want to poke holes all in my little thing, but I told you it was going to fall. So why get mad? Oh, well, you know. It just saying. So I'm not going to even try to fix it. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm just going to act like I don't even see it. Just Okay. So it's going to help you, again, um, gain a better understanding of meditation, find the one that's right for you, as well as, <laughs> I know, Reggie, as well as talk about and share some of the negative effects because some individuals may not realize that when one is meditating, it can bring up emotions that they may not want to deal with. I remember even as a therapist, I used to tell individuals, I don't cry. I'm not a crier. I, be, I think my tear ducts are just dried up. If I start crying, somebody better start running because it's going to be a problem. And, you know, my mother used to say, crying don't do make your head hurt. What you crying for? I'm going to give you something to cry about. So I learned that when I was putting this show together, that that is something that can happen if the person can just start crying and because they're in their feelings. Now, when we start talking about, like I said, it's an ancient tradition and still practice and cultures all over the world. Many individuals have had this sense of calmness, this peace, way before the whole thing that fell. Oh, well. So... Oh, well, it just fell. You know, <laughs> I got a black one. I got a white one. I got a gray one, you know, but oh, well, okay? Oh, well. So, computer <laughs> just going black, just, just everything. Okay. So, like I said, been practicing it all over the world, and now we're implementing now in the United States as well as in our practice in regards to therapy. 
sometimes individuals we start talking about is the, could be a form of exercising as well as yoga. So there's a lot of different things, a lot of different areas. Now, when we start talking about many individuals thought that it was tied to many different religious teachings. That's not totally true, but we thought about it or, you know, we think about the Buddha, Buddhism, and, you know, some Muslims, they chant and do a lot of different things. But the thing is, it's less about faith and more about altering your consciousness, finding an awareness, and achieving peace. Now, I didn't even have breakfast, and I am hungry. And I am thirsty. I didn't bring my water. I didn't bring my coffee. I didn't bring nothing. But I'm going to get through this show because at 1 o'clock, I got to do a therapy session. So I'm going to make it work. Now, when we start talking about meditation and reducing stress, you know what, Reggie? I can bring you on the camera. Let me see. I know you said you at work, but I can bring you on Facebook. I'm pressing the button. Let me see if that works. And if you want to call in, if you want to join in on the show, Give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I did not get a chance to put a lot of the stuff out there, which I will be doing later. And this stuff keeps popping up on my thing. So I'll be doing that later. So, again, if you want to call on the show, give me a call, 516-387-1914, because I do want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say as it relates to this topic. And if you've ever tried meditation, what made you or what interests you about meditation? You know, I remember when my kids was growing up, they were into martial arts. And being into martial arts, I noticed that they had a, a way of, of when they would do their chants, the way they would breathe, and, you know, and it helped them in a lot of ways because part of the martial arts was to help them to gain a center, of a, a inner peace to help them to be able to de-escalate, to not get to the point to where they can become anxious or get in trouble. And I like how even when they say would work with them, how it, it, it brought a whole different awareness. Now, the different types of meditation, which I want to share some information with you guys that many of you may not know in the different types, I want to just name them, and then I'm going to explain to you what they are, so you can find out which one that's for you. And they're coming from Healthline.com. They indicate mindfulness meditation, spiritual meditation. Now, many of you know on Tuesdays is when I do the show from the pulpit from the couch, where you receive biblical teachings. Now, we know, many of us that are believers, we know the spiritual meditation. We start praying and things of that nature. Then we got focus meditation, movement meditation. So I want to get into movement. I, I did get up and exercise this morning, so I guess that kind of gave a little bit of oosah. Mantra meditation, transcendental meditation, progressive relaxation, and living kindness meditation. So I just named nine different types of meditation. Again, which one is right for you? If you're dealing with stress, if you're dealing with anxiety, you're anxious, you're worried, you can't sleep at night, you're dealing with insomnia, meditation may be something that can help you get through some of the woes of the day and what you're going through. 
Now, I'm not saying, and I wouldn't suggest that if you're in the middle of a battle or you're dealing with something, you just break out and just start meditating because the other person may not know what you're doing. I remember one time I was doing a group, and a woman just broke out in a yoga pose. And we were looking at her like, what the hell wrong with her? You know, so I don't know if it was becoming too anxiety-provoking for her. So I had to, like, kind of let her know, you know, you can leave the room right now. But she was just, like, stretching and doing all kinds of stuff. I don't know what she was doing because I didn't understand meditation. So, again, anxiety, stress, the demands of our busy lives, we need it. Self-care. Take care of yourself. Mind, body, and spirit. So, first of all, like I said, understanding which one is right for you. So I'm going to be reading some of this because I'm going to be looking at it. So excuse me if I'm looking down. When we talk about meditation and what is it all about, I said and I indicated that, and it's coming from Healthline.com, that meditation is an ancient tradition, but it's still practiced in cultures all over the world to create a sense of calm and inner harmony. Although the practice has ties to many different religious teachings, again, meditation is less about faith and more about altering consciousness, finding awareness, and achieving peace. Because we need some peace. We need some peace in our homes. We need peace in the world. We need peace in our country. We, we need some peace. I ain't talking about an iron peace where we need a gun. I'm talking about we need some other kind of peace. Now, when we start talking about in these days and times, the greater need to reduce stress in the midst of our busy schedules, demanding lives, meditation is increasing in popularity. Now, there was a lady that I had invited, and I wanted her to be on the show. I didn't get a chance to hear back from her. But she goes into jobs, work sites, and help individuals with team building and help them to learn a sense of calmness because, you know, Recently, I would not have wanted to be a an accountant, a tax agent, because the deadline is today. So I'm waiting to hear from my accountant to find out how much I owe. And then I'm going to have to meditate and probably go to the casino. You know, Reggie said, sometimes we stay in the middle of a battle since Eve bit that up. <laughs> yeah, but you keep running into some Eve, too. So, <laughs> so you can't, Adam, Adam played a role in that also. So we start talking about um, this increasing in popularity. And although there isn't a right or wrong way to meditate, there really isn't. Because you got to find what works for you. you got to know, basically, that and realize that it is important. And find a practice that meets your needs and complement your personality. People's personality is different. So the way they may do it is different. Now, I indicated and I named nine different types of meditation. And again, not all meditation styles are right for everyone. These practices require different skills and mindset. You know, I know this morning, Thea probably was looking at me like, Jeanette, you going to get up on that phone? <laughs> I was just on the phone trying to do some push-ups and some sit-ups. So if you tell me to start sitting Indian style, that might be a problem. So I might have to find another way to try to get down and meditate or stand up and meditate or read and whatever because it don't people have to do it in a way and practice that is right for them. Now I mentioned earlier the mindfulness meditation. Now they also have mindfulness 
therapy. Now, with the mindfulness therapy, it originated from the Buddhist teaching. And that was the first thing I thought about when I thought about meditation. I think of Buddhism. Now, with mindfulness meditation, you pay attention to your thoughts as they pass through your mind. You don't judge the thoughts or become involved in them. You simply observe and take notes of any pattern. Now, this practice combines concentration and awareness. A lot of times it's very difficult for individuals to concentrate, especially if you have ADHD, which is attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity, or ADD. It can be a problem. Sometimes individuals don't know when to schedule time to take that time and just shut it down, lay it down, concentrate, have an awareness. You may find it helpful to focus on an object or your breath while you observe your bodily sensations, thoughts, and feelings. It's interesting because breathing is so important. I didn't know until a friend of mine was sharing when her father had dementia that a lot of times when individuals get older, they forget to breathe. They forget to breathe. And sometimes individuals may not realize, but even when you're having a panic attack, you're hyperventilating. But breathing is very important. Now, when we talk about the concentrating, you know, on your awareness and talking about the, the mindfulness, this type of meditation is good for people who don't have a teacher to guide them, and it can be easily practiced alone. Now, I want to say, too, that YouTube, they got everything on YouTube. You can listen to different tapes, or not tapes, but you can listen to different things. You can watch. You can, you know, learn some of the techniques. That's one of the things that I do sometimes when I can't sleep at night. I just go to YouTube. Another one is spiritual meditation. Now, spiritual meditation is used in Eastern religions, such as Buddhism and also the Christian faith. It's similar to prayer in that you reflect on the silence around you and seek a deeper connection with your God or universe. So that's when you start, you know, meditating, waiting on God. Now, essential oils are commonly used to heighten spiritual experiences. Now, I'm not talking about doing no voodoo. That ain't what we're talking about. Now, these oils are different things, and one of them is sage. Cedar, sandalwood, Palo Santo. Now, one of the things we started talking about, I was watching a movie the other day, and the man said, I'm tired of coming in this house, and it's smelling like burning sage. I was like, no. So sometimes individuals get the burning oil and scents and things of that nature. Now, spiritual meditation can be practiced at home or in a place of worship, and this practice is beneficial for those who thrive in silence, and seek spiritual growth. Now, sometimes that's hard because I know with me, I made a commitment. I don't just meditate. I made a commitment to go get a massage. But the problem is when I start listening to sounds and then people get to touching my, I fall asleep. I'm listening about it. I was telling my daughter, the man was kind of hurting me when I was doing that massage last Friday. I don't remember him doing my right foot. I remember my left foot, but I don't remember my right foot. So I don't know if I fell asleep or not. 
So when we start talking about the silence, some individuals, they don't know how to exist in the silence. They're so used to the sound and the noise, and they don't know how to do with, deal with silence. The next one is focused meditation. Now, with focused meditation, that involves concentration using any of the five senses. Now, five senses. That I mean, you got five senses. Now, the thing is, for an example, you focus on something internal, like your breath, and then you bring your external influence to help you focus your attention. You could try counting um, beads, listening to things, you know, your sense of taste, touch, and smell. Those are things that we use our five senses to help you kind of calm down. Years ago, we used to use what even in therapy was called guided imagery. You know, picture you being on a beach or picture you, you know, so we was using those things to try to help calm individuals down. Also, your your tone of voice, when you're listening to something soft or someone speaking in a low tone, that can calm a person down too. The next one has to do with movement meditation. Now, although most individuals think of yoga, because that's what I was thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to move and meditate at the same time. That's like walking and talking and eating bubble gum, chewing bubble gum. Now, when we start talking about when we think of that, of the, of the uh, movement, when we think of yoga, it includes walking, walking through the woods. <laughs> now, I don't know about all that. I guess that's why people want to hike now, because I'm like, I'm not walking through the woods, and I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if there's a starting point and an ending point in the woods. I don't know the woods. So when we start talking about that, it gives people a sense of calmness the serenity, listening to water, looking at the trees. So not only walking through the woods, gardening. Some individuals find gardening to be very, very peaceful. And you can have other gentle forms of motion. Now, it's an inactive form of meditation where your movement guides you. Now, movement meditation is good for individuals who find peace in action and prefer to let their minds wander. That's why I don't want to go in the woods because I don't want to get lost. Now, the next one is mantra meditation. Mantra meditation is prominent in many teachings, including Huda, who call it Huda, in Hindu and Buddhist tradition. This type of meditation uses a repetitive sound to clear the mind. It could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be a sound such as a popular um, and please, I tell individuals when they're doing public speaking, don't do them. Um, it drives me crazy. And I guess that's part of, I didn't realize that that was part of the meditation part. I noticed that a lot of individuals will do that when they get nervous or when they may have been asked a question that they may not feel kind of sure about. They'll go, um, um, um. Now, it doesn't matter if your mantra is spoken loudly or quietly, but after chanting the mantra for some time, you'll be more alert and tuned in with your environment. This allows you to experience a deeper level of awareness. 
Now, some individuals enjoy the mantra meditation because they find it easier to focus on the word than on their breathing. And this is also a good practice for individuals who don't like silence and enjoy repetition. So they get used to the sound. Now, the transcendental meditation is the popular type of meditation. This practice has been the subject of numerous studies in scientific communities. Now, one of the things is it is more customized than the mantra, and that it, it each is specific practitioners. Now, the practice is for those who like structure and are serious about maintaining meditation practice. And then we have the progressive relaxation, also known as the body scan meditation. Progressive relaxation is a practice aimed at reducing tension in the body and promoting relaxation. Reducing the tension and promoting relaxation. Oftentimes, this form of meditation involves slowly tingling and relaxing one muscle at a time throughout the body. In some cases, it may also encourage you to imagine a gentle wave flowing through your body to help release any tension. Now, this form of meditation is often used to relieve stress and unwind before bedtime. Now, like I said, a lot of individuals, some people are dealing with, dealing with insomnia, and what happens is they'll say, I'm going to make me a cocktail, or they want to smoke some weed, or they want to do other things to calm them down. Try meditation, not self-medicate, okay? Now, the eighth one is loving-kindness meditation. Now, loving-kindness meditation is used to strengthen feelings of compassion, kindness, and accepting towards oneself and others. It typically involves opening the mind to receive love from others and then sending a series of well wishes to loved ones, friends, acquaintances, and all living beings. Now, because this type of meditation is intended to promote compassion and kindness, it may be ideal for those holding feelings, anger, or resentment. So sometimes that one is interesting because a lot of times individuals, I call it getting stuck in their feelings. And individuals get stuck in their feelings and they feel in some kind of way or they're holding up to things. And that's a way of kind of letting some things go. Telling individuals, you know what, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm thinking about you. And that's the loving-kindness meditation. And don't say it and then say, oh, I was just meditating. I really didn't mean it. That's not nice. Now, the ninth one is the visual meditation. Now, visual meditation is a technique focused on enhancing feelings of relaxation, peace, and calmness by, by visually positive, positive scenes or images. And that was what I was talking about, about guided imagery. And I can say, I'm going to get my toothpick because this is driving me nuts. With this practice, it is important to imagine the scene vividly and use all five senses as much as possible in regards to the details. Another form of visual meditation involves imagining yourself 
succeeding at a specific goal, which is intended to increase focus and motivation. Now, a lot of times many of us say so-and-so is a dreamer or I was dreaming about this, I thought about this, I wanted to get started on this. Now, <laughs> I'm looking at my text. Let me see. I, I am on the air. The air. Actually, Dr. Lisa Romaine, you want to join me? On the air. Watch. It popped up. I said one. It said EBT. Watch. To join me. And then I'm going to send her the thing about this church today. Now, when we start talking about meditation, and like I said, if you want to join me on the show, you want to call in, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because, you know, I do not like talking to myself. I really don't. Because I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear our talk. Let's talk about what's stopping you from engaging in meditation. What are your thoughts? What did you, based on the different, or the nine different types of meditations that I talked about, which one works best for you in regards to your thoughts, your ideas? What, what, do, you, what do you think? What you said, I would love to. I would love to, but in session until 9 p.m. I am now. <laughs> Okay, topic, meditation. Okay, I can't even get this out. My spell check thing, P-R-C, meditation, M-E-D, I, okay, I can't even do meditation. Okay. Okay, so she'll figure it out. And then so so if she if you got enough time to call me, you got enough to call to text me, you got enough time to call me on the air. Five one six. Again, you can give me a call, five one six three eight seven one text me. One nine one four. See, she's gonna say I'm a caller. Now I'm a caller because she keeps she keeps calling me. I wanna hear what she got to say. See, now I'm gonna get her. <laughs> oh, you want to answer the phone now? Hello? Okay, I was going to say, if you got enough time to text me, you got enough time to call in. I was trying to put meditation. The topic is meditation. So I'm talking to no. You, you know what? Look, failure wasn't working. Okay. Meditating. <laughs> there we go. No, I'm in between. Such. I mean, I'm just getting ready to go into another session. Okay. And so that's the thing. Is Tell me. Do you? Do you meditate? Do you meditate? Because you already out. Do you meditate? Yes. I do. I am a yoga instructor, and part of self-care is making certain that you are taking care of the mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. and meditative practices can be part of that wellness 
um, for really um, rejuvenating um, and taking care of that mind space. How, mm-hmm. how did you get involved in meditation? Because, you know, I need noise. I need, I, it's hard for me to just sit still. You know that about me. So how did you even mm-hmm. get started? Because I wanted the listeners to know, how do you realize that, you know what, because the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And meditation plays a role in that because it, there's a lot of benefits in regards to helping to reduce stress, anxiety, help with depression, a lot of things calming you down. So what? how did you get introduced to meditation? Other healthcare professionals and just kind of hearing people talk about uh, meditative practices, you know, there are, is some research that supports but if you are uh, really intentional about meditation, because meditation is really about being present and focused, that if you do that several times throughout your week or even in the day, it can equate to uh, various hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I think what oftentimes people don't necessarily realize is that there are specific benefits to just being in the present and being still. Um, and it takes some getting used to. You know, you'd have to sort of get rid of that outside noise. Oftentimes people have running thoughts, but you have to be intentional about where is my thought process going and bring it back to where am I right now, mm-hmm. what's going in right now. And a really good way to do that um, is to ask oneself, what are five things that I can see right now? Mm-hmm. Right, and actually kind of name them. You know, what are five, you know, what am I picking up on my five senses? So, really kind of train your mind to come back to, you know, um, the presence there. And, mm-hmm. you know, meditation is one of those things. And I have a quote here, and I'm going to have to transition off because I have to be mindful of. <laughs> no problem. I just brought you up. I got, mm-hmm. I got tired of talking to myself because I waited to the last no minute to put no everything words. together and I like what you're sharing because you know a lot of times you gotta find the meditation style and type that works for you as an individual. Now I can get into yoga but I can't get on flows all the time. If I get down there I gotta get back up. <laughs> but here's a beautiful quote. I mean yoga is just one of those things where I, I say it's very intentional. Um stretching and mm-hmm. really opening up the oxygen spaces within mm-hmm. the body to allow for that meditative and self-care practice, if you will. But here's a wonderful quote. It's by, and I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly, but teach not Han. And it says, to meditate does not mean fight with problems. To meditation, um, to sort of meditate means to observe. Your smile proves it. It proves that you are being gentle with yourself that the self-awareness is shining in you, that you have control of your situation. Mm. You are yourself, and you have acquired some peace. Mm. So it's one of those things that you really have to be intentional, and we have just this hurried space, if you will, about always having to do um, different things. And um, meditative practices, it's just one piece of yoga. It's called the Dhyana, and it really is the practice of keeping the mind fixed on a single point of awareness or a sustained time. Mm -hmm. So it's really this whole idea of being um, concentrated 
point, which means to be very, very present, right? Mm -hmm. And so any of those low-level thoughts and negative energies, you have to push them out, keep them away, and really kind of bring yourself back to, you know, right now. What is going on right now for me? What can I control right now? I can Mm -hmm. control my space, right? And it does help with um, stress reduction. And it's also a really good source of mental clarity, you know, mm-hmm. for emotional stability and increased productivity. It really has a lot of um, wonderful um, benefits if you can be still enough with yourself. <laughs> and most people can't. And some of the, uh, I'll share just a couple of the benefits here. As I mentioned, one is to expand awareness around your mental activity. So, mm-hmm. you know, those thoughts, feelings, and emotions all really kind of become heightened during meditative mm-hmm. practices because you're right in there. It helps to shift your set point, meaning your perspective, the way that you look at the world, and it helps you to really kind of shift your perspective to one sort of presence, acceptance, and gratitude. Gratitude is a, is a really big thing that I push in this space of um, meditation. Um, you know, if you can think of all the things that you're grateful for, as opposed to really focusing on what's not going well or um, things that, you know, have happened to you. When you really focus on uh, being thankful and, and, and being gracious, it really shifts that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that it grounds you in the present moment, you know, rather than reliving your past or rehearsing your future, mm-hmm. meditation puts you at the center of your life right here in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And without this awareness, it's easy to continue playing out the same stories over and over again in your life. So meditation kind of wakes you up to the story as you are writing it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, people say, you know, the books that I've written are the ones that I've lived, right? And so <laughs> yeah. you're being very intentional, <laughs> right, of, of that space. Um, the antithesis of, if you will, stress, mm-hmm. right, is the space. Um, it's, it's really this piece of the state of restful awareness that results from meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of is the exact opposite of the typical flight or fight state that we live in. Mm-hmm. And meditation will kind of nourish your physical body and slow everything down so that you are less reactive mm-hmm. and more responsive. So it's more or less not being pulled by the things that are in our environment. Um, but it's really kind of taking a moment and saying, hey, I'm in control of where I am and how am I going to respond to that or not, and, and really shifting the space of not being so impulsive or not being so emotional. <laughs> and it really kind of picks up on this emotional intelligent mm-hmm. piece of it as well because studies have shown that practicing meditation also shrinks the agmodala, mm-hmm. which is the area of the brain that responds to um, the experiencing of emotions and mm-hmm. cravings. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a you know a whole lot to this that I would love to really unpack that another time. Well, you've there done you've done a you've minutes. done a great job sharing a lot of different things. I appreciate <laughs> you in regards to that because I know you guys know you didn't just call me and put me on the air anyway. Yes, I did. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I know I know exactly how you are. It is no big deal. If I can do it. Um, you know, more than happy to put that on to my schedule right no now. No problem. And I will, I will respond to your your text message, uh, my meditation today, because it's just been all crazy. So I need to go back to see Paula. So um, I, I think we need Paula tonight. You know, I haven't been going, but 
I got a blackjack table. Now, here's another quote, too, by Baba Ram Das. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do have to transition, I'm just watching my schedule here when people pick uh, pop in, so I may have to exit quickly. But it says, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Yes. There you so go. that's a part of the meditative practices is that you really have to get still and be comfortable with the stillness. And you can really pick up on other things. Um, but it takes time, particularly if you're not used to that. And we live in a society where it is, really um fast it is right? and sometimes people is. don't even know how to meditate uh, there's different types of meditation these are demands <laughs> of our schedule the the stuff that we have going on dealing with day-to-day no. stuff and you know traumas and we carry in so much stuff so sometimes we don't even want to take the time out to do that you know, just mm-hmm. taking a time out to just take a break, just a, a usa. And I like how you talked mm-hmm. about how you have control of your situation. A lot of times that's what makes it so anxiety-provoking is we think we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. We have no resources. We run around like chickens with our head cut off. But if you sit back mm-hmm. and you listen and you sing that right now, I'm sitting back and listening. I'm hearing my stomach growl because I didn't eat breakfast this morning because I was well, running around doing some things. But... You mm-hmm. have more control than you realize. Than you realize. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying different types of meditation too. Mm-hmm. You know, people just think that it's probably what they see, where you're kind of sitting in like a, a yeah, crisscross, crisscross, yeah, with your hands, you know, kind of decide and doing um, you know, that that can be it for some people, but there's a couple of types of meditation, and one is sitting meditation. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing right now, just sitting, right? You could actually just be sitting anywhere and really cause the attention to be very focused in that moment. Mm-hmm. There's also walking meditation, mm-hmm. right? And so you might be busy walking, but there's peace in every step that you take because you're being very mindful uh-huh. of what's going on in that moment. There's mindful meditation, mm-hmm. uh, which is paying attention on purpose in the present. So it's not just this wondering mm-hmm. sort of here I am, but being very, very focused and intent on what is happening in this moment, mm-hmm. right? There's also awareness of breath, mm-hmm. um, breathing in and breathing out. And there's a lot of benefits to really being mindful of how much breath you're taking in and exhaling mm-hmm. because oftentimes we're so busy we do a lot of shallow breathing yes. and we don't get a lot of air in our lungs um, to sort of get that oxygen going up to the brain mm-hmm. um, so we can be more clear or even exhaling that negative toxic stuff that's in us, mm-hmm. right? So awareness of breathing can be a type of meditation. There's also yantra meditation, which is single pointed gaze on a you know pictorial tool for meditation, and mm-hmm. so um, it could be you just sitting somewhere um, and looking at the water, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and just really kind of having that moment of wow, what does water represent to me? Mm-hmm. Right? Does it bring me to? I mean, and there might be many other things kind of going on, but you're focused on that particular right. thing. So if you can't be by the water, you take out a picture of the water and so that would be sort of that yantra mediation type mm-hmm. of you know um type of meditation there there's also that visualization meditation which is the internal visualization of a deity of choice and mm-hmm. so this is where you sort of whatever you're thinking about you can have it manifest whether it be 
positive or negative. Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes with meditation, you really want to focus more on the positive because we right. can visualize negative things because of negative experiences. Mm -hmm. But in that moment that you're visualizing it, you're probably not in an unhealthy negative state. So you can retrain your mind to visualize things that you want, mm -hmm. right? And it's very helpful for manifesting those right. things. Another type of meditation, and I really like this, is a mantra recitation, and it's something that you kind of repeat um, until the mind mm -hmm. is fully absorbed. And so one of the things that I think about, you know, when I uh, am filled with love and happiness, I'm able to give that out more freely and have peace. So I just, whatever that is for you, mm -hmm. and you begin to have your brain sort of suck that up mm -hmm. to you know, think about, well, if you feel more love, you're going to give it, and that's just going to be kind of how you navigate through your life, right? Because your brain is like a computer. It's going to do what it's, you know, mm -hmm. programmed to do, and you're going to feel a certain way, and then your body's going to respond to that. And so if you're putting in positive things, whatever that mantra is, whatever it is, it's going to react. So that would be another type of patient that you're reciting, you know, health and good self-care things in order to, you know, reshift in that perspective. And then the last one um, is loving kindness meditation, which is a tool for awakening the heart, because oftentimes people don't understand that our heart is a, is a muscle that we put a lot of pressure on simply because of the things that we have experienced in the past that we're going through right now or anticipating in the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our heart is a place where we have to guard it, mm -hmm. right? We're responsible for what goes in it um, because what goes in it is really going to be, you know, shown in what we say and how we feel and what we do. Mm -hmm. And so anything that we can do to kind of take care of and nurture our hearts, no matter who has injured it, whether it be ourselves or other people, mm -hmm. you are responsible for being intentional on in how you take care of your heart, which can lead maybe healthier food choices, healthier mm -hmm. relationships. And there's a lot of things that can happen in that meditative spirit mm -hmm. in the sense of whatever you want to call it, because what you're doing is you're being intentional about taking care of you because nobody who's going to be responsible for taking care of you. If you don't take care of you, that's not on you and you have to be mindful of how you are meditative and intentional and mindful about mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. two different things Lisa that I wanted to bring up one was you know with children we put them in timeouts or we try to separate them from the external stimuli that's going on so we were doing it and didn't even realize that that's a whole nother way of starting to get individuals used to meditation and we kind of kind of took it as if you know, I'm being punished. But no, you're not punishing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're rewarding yourself. Another mm -hmm. thing is, you know, if, if I could just tap into that, I work with um, some individuals who take care of little ones, and they don't call it timeout. They call it time for reflection. Mm -hmm. They're training them at that young piece saying, okay, it's time for you to have some time of reflection. So we're going to have you sit here or, or be present right here. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done with time reflecting, they go back and they talk to the young people about, you know, what were you thinking about mm -hmm. when you were sitting there? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it starts very young in mm -hmm. the sense of having, you know, young people be mindful of um, looking at how they into themselves at their various ages and stages of development. Like it's never too 
you know, early to start this type of practice Correct. because it really is practice. about yeah. taking good care of you. And children are very, very intuitive and perspective and intelligent. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we have to pour into them and show them how to do it. And so somebody might say, come out, and that's a very worldly mm-hmm. word, if you will. But Think about it as a time of reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Keisha made like a little mm-hmm. comfy corner in writer's room where he got a, a spot in his mm-hmm. room where, and it's to regulate his emotions. Because if we're talking about meditation, reducing stress, you know, calming yourself down. So he knows he got a certain part of his room with big old pillow, stuff on the wall, mm-hmm. stuff he can breathe. To just sit down and take that, just breathe, just breathe. And I, I like and that. Think about what you're teaching. Yeah, think about what you're teaching them too, mm-hmm. because as they are maturing gracefully in ages and stages of development, when they come into difficult situations mm-hmm. at any point of their life, they'll know how to go back and pull themselves back, and maybe even be so reactive. Right? <laughs> they can pull themselves back whether they choose to or not, and know that there is a safe place for them, whether it's just sitting in that comfy, you know, mm-hmm. space or whatever we've created, or they'll know how to not be so enticed by what other people are doing, uh-huh. right? Um, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing when you can start teaching that um, to little kids. But as adults, we can learn those things as well. You can, but Lisa, I got I to tell you this, because <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing about this because writers told Keisha yesterday, I'm tired of people telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. do what I want to do. And, and wait a minute, I'm trying to be quiet because you know I'm like that, right? You know I'm like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought, so this is what I said to teacher. I said, well, did you ask him what would he like to do? And then you would know what he would prefer to do. You know, and, and I like how you even put that because you talked about emotional stability. Right now, mm-hmm. people's emotions are all over the place. And you know, you and I both do domestic violence groups. We we work with individuals, mm-hmm. whether it's substance abuse, you know, domestic violence, anger management, anxiety, depression. They just be all over the place. And a lot of times it mm-hmm. has to do with their emotions and regulating mm-hmm. their emotions, acknowledging what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and gain some type of stability. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things of the areas where meditation can be very effective. And like I said, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions. Now, I want to share something because I, I found this a negative effect. One of the things is when you're bringing up some of these emotions and reflecting on some things, what if the person starts crying? You know, because we mm-hmm. see it in mm-hmm. church. In church, when individuals are praying mm-hmm. and meditating, they will become tearful. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. But what about mm-hmm. in other areas of meditation where these the flood of emotions comes out. I know you got to acknowledge them and roll with it, but what do you do if a person just starts crying? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things where we're talking about mindful meditation is you really have to pay attention, you know, in a particular way of maybe knowing when you are in pain or what those feelings are sort of bringing a kind of allowing yourself to feel whatever's coming up without pushing it away or retreating mm-hmm. because it's your body's way of telling you something and it may be uncomfortable and I've known that you know particularly with the delicate populations that we work with whether they're on the perpetrator or victim side um, they have experienced some trauma now how they interpret it for themselves is very unique and different but typically people who have experienced trauma 
there are a lot of um, emotions that they may not even understand or even mm-hmm. acknowledge. And so when things come up and you have this um, overwhelming sense of, of losing control, meaning that, okay, I shouldn't be crying right now. You know, why are these tears coming in? Just the fear that comes up with all of that. When you get into this state of, of mindfulness meditation, you begin to understand that tears are cleansing mm-hmm. just in this context, if you will. The body um, really is wonderful in producing water that, that represents cleansing. Or to allow it to just outpour, there is some healing that comes in that. And it doesn't mean that that's just at one moment, but it can be several times where your body's needing to cleanse. And maybe that's the time when you call someone on your support system or networking mm-hmm. group. On the quiet safety, I don't understand what's going on, but my body's going through different types of feelings here, emotions. I don't understand. You know, I just don't have control, but someone that can hold that brave space with you because you may not understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a negative thing. It's probably an unfamiliar See, thing. There you go. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just because it's unfamiliar doesn't mean that it's something where you just have to bottle it up and move it forward because this is what happens. We have... Um, you know, just the opportunity to just build things up, and we don't understand that when we do that, it's causing our organs not to function effectively, mm-hmm. right? So she's putting pressure in, and um, we're kind of smothering things that we kind of take for granted. When we talked about that shallow breathing earlier before, where we can have that, you know, we just have a little bit of oxygen. But that's what people often have with regard to some anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. if you will, because they've, you know, sort of had this constriction where the lungs are not able to really expand because you're tight. Mm-hmm. You're um, just not allowing your body to tell you, hey, this is the part where you need to be a little Let bit go. more present. Yeah paying mm-hmm. attention to it and things of that nature. And you don't have to have it all figured out, but you might just have to experience it a couple of times. And so when I actually do this part, um, I call it relaxation and meditative practices, um, self-care. And one of the sessions during, um, you know, the veteran intervention program, we actually go through what it's like to do it with their eyes open closed because it's a comfort thing. But really kind of having a new end and pay attention to their body. And so when you're taught about it, you can decide whether you want to spend more time in doing it or learning more about it. But anything that's unfamiliar is going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But to get back to your question with regard to the tears, oftentimes you just have to let people know that it is okay because mm-hmm. it's something that's coming from you. while more centered 
And some meditate to relieve tension. That's why I go get my massages every week, even though we still haven't did the membership for the Glen Ivy yet. But I've still been committed to going to get my massage every Friday. I've been doing that. And some relieve tension or deal with traumas and better manage stress. And it is important to remember that meditation has no set outcome. So what I may get out of it may be different from what you may get out of it. And we got to remember that. And we also, there's no exact way of how to feel after meditation. So I don't want anyone to think that if I do this, I'm going to feel all my troubles going to be going away or my, no, it's a practice. It's a way of life. Now, the following are some common types of feelings and emotions experienced after meditation. Some experience calmness. Some can experience contentment. Some can experience relaxation. Some can experience re- uh, peacefulness. Restlessness, we talk about the crying, and then also, Lisa, the anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. can come up. And too. that's the part, yeah, that's the part that can come up and it can surprise you that there is just so much inside of you mm-hmm. where you just got a whiff of it, but your body's been holding it. Mm-hmm. Wondering why you're, you're negative or you're having back problems mm-hmm. or, you know, you're having chest pain, whatever the case may be. But just um, a matter of really being intentional around what your body telling you. Mm-hmm. Your body is just a beautiful um, piece of, I don't want to say equipment, but it is really beautiful in the sense of you being in tune to what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, whether you heed to it or not is something very different. But yes, meditation can be a unique experience for each individual. And right, when you come out of it, you might be even more pissed off than <laughs> when you came into it. And that's okay, too, because you realize that, gosh, I got a lot of stuff in here. Uh-huh. So what do I need to do with it? And I really didn't like this, or maybe I did, or whatever the case may be. But the bottom line is, let your body talk to you. Mm-hmm. Let your body talk to you. They're a really good um, resource, and I can um, share it with you um, a little later. But uh, if I can come up with it now, I will. But, um has to do with pay attention to the body because the body will tell you everything. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Headaches, migraines, all of that relationship. Because you know, Lisa, I got married and had back pain. But girl, my back pain gone. I ain't got no more problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now So I want to share some other information. We got 90 seconds left. And the following is a step-by-step guide for simple meditation practices that you have to, when you notice any feeling emotions. Find a comfortable seated or prone position. Close your eyes and be still. Start setting intention or mantra. And now start breathing deeper. And notice any thoughts that pop into your head. And a wandering mind is natural, but returning to where the meditation began and continue for 10 minutes. So that's something, so you roll with it. You roll with it. And Lisa, you know, you always tell me, basically, when you know you need to do something different, that's when you need to do it. So mm-hmm. getting started. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the listeners, although we got a few seconds left, how can they just get started? Just decide to do it. Just like you decide to go to any versus deciding to go to Pancake House. You just decide to do it. Take a risk. Do something different. You're worth it, right? Um, don't have an expected outcome. Just do it and see what comes up of it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. As he would say, just do it. 
start up anew. Because you really have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. You have more to gain. Mm -hmm. Because peace, Mm -hmm. peace is priceless. Taking care of yourself. Just taking care of yourself. Just that moment. You know, Lisa, when we start doing telehealth, you know people thought I was going to go crazy. Sitting at home, only coming out one day a week. (laughs) Girl, I'm starting to love this. I'm like, oh, I like being at home now. This is pretty cool. Until I start trying to put stuff up and I'm a little gadget gadget to start falling apart. But then I just do Well, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. I will respond to your text because I know I got another line at one, two, then three, I'm on my way out. Then I got to see clients again. I'll be sitting in a hotel room at four, five, and six seeing clients. You know that's going to drive me crazy knowing I got to see clients well, and I can't go play like that. <laughs> I'm well, just torturing right, myself. You know, everything has a space and a time. And you can be intentional in how you calm you down and be productive with the rest of the day. No I'm going to no, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you joining me. So I wouldn't be talking to myself because I waited for the last minute to put this stuff out. So I will send it out so individuals can listen to it so they can learn about meditation. And it's not a cultural thing because they say black people meditate too. We just got to find uh-huh. what works for us to calm ourselves down. Because I remember old folks used to rock and chant and hum. And I was like, what are they doing? That was on meditation. Uh-huh. And I didn't know nothing about it. Exactly. It's what works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What works for you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Go on, get back to your busy schedule. Love you. Talk to you later. I love you too. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for joining me here at another episode at Pressure Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'm sitting up here thinking as we were doing this show and, you know, we talked about so many different topics of letting things go and peace. I want to still focus more towards May being Mental Health Awareness Month. Surprise you. Or I might not surprise you because I might be having my own mental health day tomorrow. So let me think about it. So again, thank you for joining me here at Super Jacobins Blog Talk Radio. If you have any topics you want me to share, discuss, inbox me, give me a call, hit me up on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of my social media outlets, and I look forward to hearing from you. Again, Thank you again. Bye-bye.